0: Dad, did you wash my jersey? Mom, can you sign this paper? It's for school. Is there anything else to eat? So, what's this fundraiser for? Ooh, can we stop at the library?
1: So, when's our next Disney trip?
0: Hey Dad, can I ride with you? Did you record the soccer game? We
1: are not getting a cat.
0: The laundry is still out of control. Welcome to the Victory Catch Podcast with Rick
1: and Julie Rando, Season 2.
0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando.
1: And I'm Rick Rando.
0: And we are here at the Victory Couch. Welcome, everyone. We
1: made it back to the couch. How are you guys doing out there? Everybody doing good? Wait a minute. We'll listen for responses. Yeah, that's not going to work.
0: No, it doesn't work that way. However, they can continue to stay in touch over all of our platforms in the show notes. And guys, we have the new feature on Anchor where you can send us a voicemail. So keep those voicemails coming in and perhaps at some point we might kind of weave them into shows so I think that would
1: be cool we could yeah. play a couple i
0: mean with permission yeah we'll have to look into it yeah. But yeah guys feel free to start doing that just look in the show notes click the uh, little link there and if you want to download the anchor app too that would be fantastic so okay.
1: i've been getting a lot of feedback from the cheese ball episode
0: really yeah like from in person in real life people yeah, as we like to say
1: it's yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean that was very stingy of you to give children four cheese balls. <laughs> you know, come on now. Is that what they're saying? Like, is that the feedback? Um, getting?
1: Mo It's. I think it's ninety nine percent. They that they were like, yeah, that's a little like greedy. Low. with this with the cheese balls. Yeah. Yeah. But I did have one person agree with me. Okay, a runner friend of mine was well, like, "Of course, okay. it's a
0: runner friend." Because <laughs> guess what? They probably barely touch cheese balls. I I I don't. I don't eat cheese balls. No. I don't eat them. I know. I
1: just know that they're big. I mean, they look big. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I righted the wrong, and I maybe overcompensated this past week uh, yeah. a little bit, because I think it was...
0: You were giving out Oreos <laughs> left and right, like you were Santa okay. Claus. Like, yeah. I just crazy. feel bad.
1: The kids, I don't want them to hate me yeah. because of my cheese ball stinginess.
0: <laughs> and we are wrapping up our time doing children's church. I feel like yeah. in, And after our last week, maybe we can give some uh, feedback on that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, guys, well, we have a lot of stories We have that. lots of stories. Well, guys, here we are. We are at the Victory Couch, just kind of sinking in for the day. And we've made it after a long week and uh, ready to hit the reset button, go into the next week. But until we do, we're going to get started. So, Rick, what's happening today?
1: So in case you don't know, if this is your first time with us, which we did pick up another country, didn't we? We
0: did. Welcome, Switzerland.
1: Yes, Switzerland. Yeah. We love Switzerland.
0: I mean, they're so neutral and they have good chocolate. I'm for Switzerland.
1: I would visit Switzerland. Yeah, I would I would totally visit My Switzerland. My brother's
0: been there. He's been snowboarding there before. Yeah, yeah. they just
1: jumped on board. So welcome yeah. all the good people of Switzerland. We welcome you. Um, if you don't know, and this is your first time, uh, I bring two questions to Julie that she's never heard. She brings two questions to me that I have never heard. We discuss life and love and, you know, coaching and... You know, wisdom, all that kind of good stuff. And I think I'm going to go first this okay, week. Okay,
0: that's fine. Okay? Go ahead.
1: And I'm going to give you something that's that's a little nostalgic. And every single human that listens to this can potentially relate to this question. Great. Okay? So just recently, uh, you made a stellar meal. I won't say why, but the meal was fantastic. And it got me thinking, when was the first time that you remember making something on your own and what was it? Like, so when you cooked something or prepared something for the very first time in your life, okay, you're like, when was it, if you can remember that, and and what was it?
0: That's a great question. Um, I enjoy cooking. I enjoy baking. I like it when it's not rushed. I like it when I can create recipes that are kind of out of the blue and not by the book. I got that from my dad, I think. Um, But I guess if I go back to like childhood, is that what you're thinking? Like super early memories? Yeah. I mean, cookies are the first thing that come to mind, I guess. Hmm. You know, chocolate chip, just like regular Nestle Toll House cookies. Just like real simple. Um, Following the ingredients on the back of that beautiful yellow bag. So that's one. I remember making spaghetti for the family because that's Hmm. really simple. Just some meat sauce and, you know, a Good old fashioned. I was not raised Italian. So it was a jar of like ragu or classico or something with some meat and some pasta and bing, bam, boom. So probably those, I have very vivid memories of making salads and being like creative with how they looked, like mm. how I played it. You're bringing back memories. I remember like specifically plating salads to look a very just like vibrant way, bringing the colors mm. together. And then, you know, you learn which of your family members don't like certain things. Like, um, my dad doesn't love cucumbers or, you know, that, I mean, that popped in my head first, but like certain people didn't like certain things. Like my mom really liked croutons. I'd give her a couple more, you know, like mm. customizing salads. I remember that very young um, cookies and I'd probably say like just a quick spaghetti meal, but I prepared meals for my childhood family cause I was the youngest of three and, by the time I was the last in the house, it was kind of something I just regularly did to pitch in and help out when my folks were at work and I got back from, you know, drama practice or whatever. Mm. So, yeah, that's a great question, hon. How about you? What's the first thing you remember making mm. solo without assistance? Well,
1: you know, you got peanut butter and jelly. Oh, right? yeah. That's and I was, I was a master at the Pop-Tarts, me myself. I, I wouldn't
0: call that cooking, honey.
1: Okay. All right. I'm just I'm starting easy. Okay. All right. To get to the.
0: Got it. Preparing. but you remember part, being a kid who put Pop-Tarts in the toaster? I was a master at it. Flavor.
1: Is there a, is there another best kind? The strawberry frosting.
0: Uh, it's called brown sugar cinnamon.
1: Sidebar: If you're sitting out there and you are a fan of the Pop-Tart, listen carefully. Hot fudge Sunday Pop-Tarts. I knew
0: you were going there. Yuck! Yuck! No, yuck,
1: no. yuck! No, no. Let me let me repeat it in right. case they missed it. Because
0: the left side people. Hot need to
1: hear it. fudge. Sunday, pop tart it will change the way you look at pop tarts because first of all you should not eat them for breakfast this is not a breakfast food it's like a dessert it is a beautiful creation Mm, an assembly of a symphony in your mouth
0: nope not a fan
1: okay just give it a try give it a try let us know if you like it Okay. okay so other than like the normal you know like okay, you got to heat something up in the microwave because, okay. as Julie said, that's not cooking. No. I remember also doing the salad dressing yeah. for my grandfather, right. which was two parts oil, one part vinegar. So that was that was good. That was my my thing. I had to taste it, and also a little bit of salt in there. Yeah, a little bit of salt. Who knew that was his uh, his famous dressing was so simple. <laughs> um, also, I in most cases was responsible for the bread, so it was usually heating it up and getting it just right and making sure it was on the pans or, you know, whatever capacity the bread was. I was the bread person, mostly because if you didn't have somebody young, like literally just standing there watching the oven, the bread always does what, ladies and gentlemen? It burns. burns. It burns because you forget about it. So uh, they put me on that. But I think as far as like me, like cooking something, I think grilled cheese sandwich was probably the Mm -hmm. first that was the first, you know, like complicated thing. Okay. You know. Yeah. So, also, I liked making pierogies. So that was like next level. And uh, if you don't know what a pierogi is, uh, yeah, you should kind of definitely check that out. Um, it's like a you know, like a mashed potato y filling. Dumpling, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, on the inside, and then you 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 boil it first, especially if they're frozen. Now we we uh, <laughs> we had. Uh, my grandmother, I was lucky, she handmade hers. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so anyway, she was Polish. Uh, so they would hand make those and then, you know, deep fry them. And oh, my gosh, they're so good. But, of course, when she passed away and there was nobody there to hand make them because it does take, you know, a long time to do that. Um yeah, you have to get the the Mrs. T's <laughs> pierogies, <laughs> what we do. But you boil them, and then of course you saute your onions and you know all that good stuff, and you put them in, and then you, then you fry them off. And oh man, it's yeah, good stuff. I do
0: you like a simple yeah. little pierogi. ramen
1: noodles is another one. I was a master <laughs> ramen noodle maker. Um, yep, can can make a mean ramen noodle, <laughs> and macaroni and cheese, the box kind, Kraft. Uh, and I didn't always put all of the cheese in there, like the powdered cheese. Yeah. for me it was too cheesy, so I would leave some out.
0: I love the simplicity of your cooking experiences as a child. They're, yeah, they're simple. I did make I did
1: make cookies as well. Mm-hmm. You know, cookies. Yeah. But before you like before you got anything out, like you're like, oh man, we should make some cookies. And you go into the refrigerator and you're like, okay, we need eggs. Do we have eggs? Do we have oil? Do we have all of this stuff? And I would say nine times out of ten, we didn't have everything that oh, you needed. You're missing some so. Oil. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Jones, our neighbor. We would always call and A, borrow food. (laughs) B, he would help with me with my math homework because he was a genius. And C, they had a ping pong table in their basement. We would do some wicked ping pong tournaments down there. And, uh, yeah, that was my first um, experience with ping pong. Anyway.
0: I have two follow-up questions for you. Bring it. Um, one is when you made your grilled cheese, were you the type that had to have tomato soup with, alongside no. of it? No. Neither was I. No. I actually don't care for tomato soup. My mom
1: did, but I was like, this is not unnecessary. Yeah,
0: I'm a purist. I only ever had one tomato soup I ever liked in my life. Um, shoot, I forgot my other one. I'm sure it had to do with Pop-Tarts. Oh, yeah. As a kid, which Pop-Tart flavor? Like, did you grow up where it was only strawberry in your house? Yeah, that's it.
1: That's all they would buy.
0: Was it plain strawberry, strawberry frosted?
1: Strawberry frosted.
0: That's the way to go. That's the kind my folks had, too. And then as I bought groceries on my own in college, I discovered... Brown sugar, cinnamon, which is the best flavor. Of I would Pop-Tart.
1: say that probably early on there wasn't very many flavors of Pop Tart. Not
0: like now. I mean, like, I don't like,
1: know. Like, when did Pop Tarts come out? I I don't know. But
0: you, you want to know my least favorite Pop Tart flavor? Sure. That would be s'mores. No way. Yeah, I know. We have totally opposite taste in those. I don't s'mores like the hot great. fudge one because it's a chocolate base. I don't mm. like cakey chocolate stuff.
1: See, on um, the left side of the couch, we do. You guys like? We all do all, all that. that. Yeah. No. Do you Eat know they simple. make Pop-Tarts without any frosting on them?
0: Yeah, those are, that's why I asked. Strawberry frosted are regular.
1: Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah, there's nothing on top I of I know. It. My mom didn't buy it's those. Like a, it's like she a naked Pop-Tart. She
0: didn't care about the extra sugar content in the 80s and 90s. She's like, yeah, that's, they're on, as long as they're on sale, we have a coupon. See, like, to me, good. that's
1: not a Pop-Tart. What?
0: There has to be flavoring oh, on the top. Pop-Tarts, if you would like to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> we are big supporters. <laughs> Let me just put it well, out there. Well, I
1: am. I mean, I don't know about Julie. She doesn't like half your flavors. I, I like them all.
0: Okay, well, but, but between the two of us, <laughs> we got you covered. And let me tell you, our kids love a good Pop-Tart. Yes.
1: Yeah. We're not opposed to Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I know our one of our son's friends, he likes the cherry kind. Some people, it's cherry frosted. He's a big fan of that. There's
1: and a lot of flavors. There are. If mm. you start looking online for Pop-Tart flavors, I don't know how many there are.
0: And then there's seasonal ones too yeah, sometimes. There's, there's yeah. Yeah,
1: there's a bunch. There was, at one point, there was Star Wars Pop-Tarts. Oh, really? Heck yeah. That was
0: awesome. They need to put some like pop tarts were brought up in Gilmore Girls a lot. They should make like an anniversary Gilmore pop tart. That would really make my mm. day. They should totally do that.
1: It smells like snow.
0: I, yeah, and it could be like a like a cool snickerdoodle one or something kind of holiday seasonal. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. All right, make it happen, pop tarts. We'd love that. All right, moving on to the next question. That was a good one, honey. Doing a little reminiscent Thank moments. You. All right, this one deals with our relationship and how you and I respond to having friends of opposite genders so here's what I mean by that so you know sometimes you and I will let's say like hey I had lunch with so-and-so or I'm going to have lunch with so-and-so and it's a friend who's the opposite gender so my question to you is how would you say we make having friends of opposite genders work through the lens of being a married couple? How do we make that work? Cause we make it work for some people. It might be a weird or touchy subject, but for us it's not, it's not off limits. It's not weird. How do you think we've make, we've made that, um, not uncomfortable or not strange or do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. yeah. Number
1: one, trust. Yeah. Trust is the, is the ultimate answer. So, um, yeah. So, before i met i mean i i'm friends with a lot of people really? um but not super close mm-hmm. but there are a handful of super close friends that i grew up with that are are female and for me um one was right off the bat introducing julie into the fold of that of saying hey you know sometimes i do have this this black belt that's been with me for almost 30 years and sometimes we go to dinner mm-hmm. and it's after a black belt exam or something and you know, we're talking shop or whatever. Um, and you know, sometimes there's a lot of people there. Sometimes there's not, you know, um, also I have a really close friend that lives in Pittsburgh that, uh, just been friends with her for 25 years. And sometimes she comes in and we'll just grab lunch. Um, she's taken me to a Pittsburgh game, like a (laughs) football game before. That's a whole other,
0: That's that's, that's
1: a whole other story. But, um, Yeah. So I think one is trust, uh, introducing that person in. So your spouse understands who that person is to you. Mm -hmm. Um, the second thing is being open with communication. I think that's important. We do not hide our cell phones from each other. Okay. So that's, that's sort of just a basic thing where Julie can get into my phone. She knows my passcode. Um, and I can get into her phone. She has a really long passcode, so I don't, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe there's something to that, but I don't know. But not that I feel like I need to at all just because, you know, we're a hundred percent honest with each other with each other. Um, but we don't, we don't hide anything from each other as far as like information. Right. So if we're going to go to lunch, you know, mm-hmm. I'll always tell her, Hey, Tuesday, I'm having lunch with so-and-so, um, we're going here. Um, would you like to join us? In most cases I'll say, would you like to join us? No, no, I'm good. Um, but sometimes, you know, she's out of town or she's traveling or just busy and, you know, um, you know, she might say, Well anything come up that I should know about, you know, as far as like, you know, is there anything life changing going on in, in her particular world? Not, hey, did you talk about me? Or yeah, what'd I you say? Really or anything? Like, not like that. Yeah. But just because I've introduced Julie to this person, mm-hmm. she also feels connected to this person as well. Right. So I think that that's kind of a, a key. Whereas, you know, if there's always like, well, I don't want you to do that. You also have to respect that too. Like uh, that there's a vibe there that I'm getting that, Mm -hmm. you know, this is more than just a friendship. Um, So I think trust, opening up right from the beginning and not trying to hide anything. Um, And then also being honest with, you know, what happened. And then, but the weirdest thing, I'll tell you the weirdest thing is like the last time I went with my friend that, that, uh, you know, that lives in Pittsburgh, we went to a place that you and I normally eat for lunch. Mm -hmm. So we were there. It's the waitress that normally waits on us. So at that point, like she's coming over the table and she's looking, she's like, oh, you're not Julie, yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah. look at my friend, you're not Julie. And I'm like, oh no, no this, this, right. this is my friend, you know, blank, blank. And, uh, you know, she's in and, uh, yeah. What would you like? You know, cause you know, obviously women always order first in my world. So, um, but you know, it's kinda, I don't feel like I have to explain myself because if I'm comfortable with my relationship with her and with my wife, I feel mm-hmm. like I don't, but I also know that I live in a small town, yes. so I don't need that floating around, you right. know, like, Oh, he's going, he goes, he's wooing this other girl, yeah, right. and, you know, and it's not his wife and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, it's definitely an issue we've dealt with before and living in a small town. We've had, I mean, I had a friend text me from a restaurant once. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm, like a yeah. long time ago. And you had one of your old friends in who lives in another state and my friend, she's a good friend of mine. She's 10 years older than me. And, she was out with her husband and I think I was at work and she's like, uh, do you know your husband's at such and such? I'm like, Oh yeah, he's there with so-and-so. And And she's like, okay, I was just making sure. And then like (laughs) later you got, you like called me on the way home. You're like, Hey, um, you know, your friend dropped by. Oh man, she had her and you were like, man, she was laying it on thick. Like how's Julie? Like yeah. how's yeah. Julie okay? How's Julie doing? Julie oh, doing we great? miss her. She's the best. Oh, and Julie's great. Yeah. I just, <laughs> she had your back. I, right. She had, I love that though. I love yeah. that. And you know, I think we were in our early years of marriage then. And That's she right. was I just really keeping a close eye on things. But um, you know, like you said, for us, we've not had issues with having friends of opposite genders because, We do have a rule that we made a long time ago is, and you mentioned it, when you're about to meet up for coffee or lunch or someone with anyone, it could be as innocent as a coworker. And I've done that before too, where I'm like, oh, hey, I was, I remember being at a college fair years ago and meeting up with one of my old coworkers who's a male. And, you know, we still have a, you know, friendship, not super close at all, but enough to be like, hey, I'm in town. Do you want to grab dinner? And the first thing I do is like, hey, Rick, I'm going to have dinner with so-and-so before I go into work, a college fair. Like, I just wanted you to know. I'm an hour and a half away from home. But we always have done that with each other. It's like, it's just the respect. We respect each other enough. We respect our relationship enough where there's no hidden secrets. And, and And there's no need to hide it because it's all very you know innocent it just happens to be a friend of an opposite gender it's yeah, not a big some, deal some
1: people just can't handle that either yeah. i mean you know you'll read online Oh, you know if you're married you can't be friends with somebody of the opposite sex and i'm like i disagree yeah. i think you can and it's just what are, what's your standard
0: yeah you just have to like i i just think so many people don't trust one another all the way yeah or i think There's just insecurities that might be there from the past that haven't been discussed. And if that's the case, you got a lot of work to do before you can get to the point where it's healthy and it's fine and no one's at all alarmed or feels weird about it. When it comes down to it, we're just super honest about that. And we respect that we do have friends from college or before we met each other or that we met through the workplace or whatever that are just part of our lives. And, you know, like you said, the one of the first things you said is we invite each other into that. You know, so it's, if you're like, if I meet a friend who I really get along with and I'm going to meet up with him for coffee or something sometime, he will know you, he know he will know who you are. Yeah. That's just how it is. I mean, my, at my last birthday party, one of my best guy college friends you had up with his whole family, Yeah, like with his wife and his three kids. And I'm like, I've lost my mind that you thought enough to have him up with his whole family. Like that was one of the coolest things. I just kept shouting out like, Oh my gosh. And you respect that friendship, and it's just cool. It's just neat. Some people don't have that, and I just thought that's worth talking about on the couch' cause well, they've
1: been burned before I mean you can't yeah. you can't you can't fault somebody, you know right if every time you date somebody, they're messing around with your best friend I mean yeah, like then there's, you know there's like some wounds there yeah, yeah i I understand it. I get it, yeah. and uh you know i i and if that would be the case, I would feel you know really different about you know mm-hmm. having lunch with a female if you've been burned like that before yeah. especially at first I mean like yeah i get it we you know let's let's you know cool that if if that's not necessary mm-hmm. you know but also friendships do they need fanned like you can't just you can't just talk to somebody and five years go by and you talk to them again that person's like out of your life you yeah. you you can connect again you can reconnect you mm-hmm. can you know Quote unquote, pick up where you left off, but there's also a lot of time that's passed. So I think that, uh, you know, a good friend of mine that lives in Michigan, um, you know, we've been friends since high school, and he's always reminding me of that. He's like, man, he's like, that's, I'm so glad. Cause as a guy, guys don't normally do that. They don't normally reach out and say, hey, man, how you doing? You know, we don't do that. We only reach out when we need something or, mm-hmm. hey, you know, Super Bowl or, What'd you think of your team or, you know, Hey, I need you to help me move or what, right. But just to reach out and say, man, I appreciate you. How you doing? What's going on in your world? What do you need prayer for? Um, is not something that, that guys normally do. So once you have that relationship, you know, you've got to cultivate that if you want that person in your life, whether it's a male or female.
0: Right. Yeah. So, no, well anyway. said, Richard. Well said. What do you yes. have for me?
1: Okay. So you and I are super busy people. We have jobs, we have responsibilities, we're going here, we're going there, we're we're doing a lot of things. And right now the buzzword out there in in the Twitter sphere or the interwebs is all about the side hustle. Okay. And people say, Oh, you gotta have a side hustle, you gotta have a side hustle, you gotta have a side hustle. So I'm just curious. We between the two of us have like twenty-seven side hustles, okay? <laughs> um, but I'm just curious, is there anything that is considered a side hustle? I say that in air quotes. That you've always wanted to try, but just have never got to it, or don't think you could, or mm. um, don't think that that was really for you, but you've always wanted to try it.
0: Um, for you, if, uh, would you define side hustle as something that has to bring in income?
1: Or is um, it more
0: of a hobby?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah income. income. I'm thinking like it's got to have income.
0: Okay. Um, wow, Rick, I've never really thought about that. I think anything that I've wanted to do, I've done to this point, you know, hmm. I've, I've taken the time. Gosh, if I pause and really think about it, I don't know, you know, it would be something in the creative sphere. Um, I don't know, maybe like freelance graphic design, maybe. Hmm. That's about probably the only thing that I can, without really sitting down and thinking about it. With graphic design, it's never something for me that feels like work. And I enjoy placing things together with how you know, you see a composition in your brain. I think because as a photographer, you're used to composing things and seeing very visually. And graphic design is basically just throwing shapes and fonts and, you know, different looks and making it very unique and original. And I do enjoy that. I think I could do that and, you know, perhaps, you know, um, provide logos for people or things like that. I, I think that would probably would be something I'd be interested in, but I'm not like itching to do that. I think if, if you said, Hey, you need to choose a new side hustle tomorrow. What are you thinking? I'd be like, yeah, I could probably do some graphic design work. It may not be cutting edge, crazy, like right off the market, like, you know, ground earth shattering, amazing, but it would be my taste and my style and Mm. that's worth something.
1: So. Yeah, I figured you would say something in the creative space. I thought maybe like social media, like content manager or um, some like artist, uh, you know, sell stuff, you know, online or something with art or some sort of like, um, you know, where you're doing selling prints of your photography or something like that. Yeah, That's I mean, I those are like say. an
0: Etsy store for photography prints. Yeah, that'd be really easy just to take what I already do and put it out there yeah I, yeah I mean I could do stuff like that like with anything whether it's a, a full time job part-time job or a quote-unquote side hustle it all comes down to time yeah and just my time is allocated otherwise right now mm-hmm. so yeah just um I don't have an interest in another side hustle at the moment I got you and I actually hate that phrase by the way I've not never been a fan of that I know because it shows that And on the right side of the couch, we believe that that would show that you have to do something um, in addition to what you do in order to have worth. And we have worth whether we crank out an extra X, Y and Z or not. So, yeah. And to me, making money and all of that. Yes, we need to pay our bills, people, but um, having frivolous lifestyles at the altar of risking your sanity and time with your people is never worth it. So that's why that word and that mm, just kind of, it, it just rubs me the wrong way. But I so understand what
1: you're what saying. What you're saying is most people could get a raise by cutting their lifestyle and they wouldn't have to do the side hustle. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if people realize, hey, you don't need to go on Amazon and send yourself the latest whatever or get trapped in, you know, internet promo sales and, Boxes consistently show up at your door. Once you realize you don't need that, then yeah, you're already giving yourself, you know, time and all of that back. You just have to realize that it's the simple things, and you just keep it simple, people. Yeah, yeah, that's it.
1: So I've been doing a lot of traveling lately, mm-hmm. and um I do Uber a good bit. Yeah, and you know, I always get in and I always talk to the person because mm-hmm. I feel like, well, I'm in your car. And you're giving me a ride and you're driving, you're doing all the work. The least I could do is like, like talk to you. So maybe I don't know how that's really received. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the average Uber driver, you know, feels about the person, in the backseat, just striking up conversation. But I think it's like a polite thing to do for one. And then also it just kind of passes the time. So I think this is what I think. I think that if I could clone myself mm-hmm. and have an additional six to seven hours a day, I think I would move to the city and, you know, just drive Uber for a little while, Uber or Lyft. And when you got in, I would have complimentary (laughs) mints and I would make sure uh, the temperature was good. It smelled right. Uh, Maybe have some of those like seat massagers, you know, there so you could, you know, a pleasant experience and witty banter. And we could talk about uh, the world's problems and uh, I could give advice. I think that would be good.
0: I would be in full support of that, especially if you made your own Cash Cab and made a game yeah, show out of it. Yeah, that would be fun. You know I love that show. Cash Cab. Oh, ben, ben Bailey. Was, that was so great. Love it. Our kids saw reruns lately, and they were like, Mom, what's this show? I'm like, are you kidding, Cash Cab? Yeah, <laughs> I could see you doing that. You could do like the local host. Western Maryland version of Cash Cab. People out there right now, especially our <laughs> local listeners, guys, can't you see it? Can't you see Rick doing that? Yeah, I don't know Oh, about my that. gosh. That would be hilarious. I said move to the
1: city. Move to the I city. I can't
0: see you ever moving to the city, but yeah, but
1: that's where you would move because you have you meet people with interesting lifestyles in the city. So like mm-hmm. you're getting then you're like, hey, where are you from? Hey, I grew up in Lebanon and I'm here and I moved to the states mm-hmm. and I'm like a you know a financial advisor and then the next you know person that gets in like, hey, I'm a actress and I work at a waitress uh, waitress waitressing position, but tonight I'm the lead in Footloose, you know, and like down at the Benadonum Center, like, oh, that's so cool, like. You don't know who's going to get in. I have a couple celebrity friends of mine, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. They only use Uber and Lyft. They don't even own a car. I mean, look, you put Kevin Bacon in a hat and sunglasses, you don't know who that guy is. I can tell you right now. You know, because, you know, he's just
0: not thinking about it either. you You just
1: get in and, hey, Kevin, yeah, come on in. Hey, what do you do? And you say, I don't know. I mean, where would Kevin Bacon be going? Somewhere, somewhere fun.
0: I don't know, but I saw him on the Super Bowl with the new electric vehicle commercial with his daughter. So yeah, he's not he's not, out there. T- he's he's not taking stuff. Uber. No, he's busy. No, right he's now. driving his electric he's car. Driving that EV. That's yeah. right. That was see? a commercial. Yeah. Anyhow, all right. Well, I got one last one for you. If okay. We have time. Roger. I'm ready. Okay. We have time. All right. So the last. Let's see. This week and last week we've let our kids have play dates. And, you know, right now they don't even like that word. They like the word hangout. Like, yeah, they're like, gonna yeah, hang. no, we're going to have, no. oh, do you want someone to ever play? They're like, mom, they hang out. Like, we're just going to hang. Okay. All right. So it made me think when it comes to our kids now with their hangouts mm-hmm. and when we were younger and had play dates, hangouts, whatever you want to call it, what have you realized are maybe some differences between what their time hanging out with their friends is like when they're over our house? Like what differences and what similarities do you see between played out play dates or hangouts of the past and then those that we experience watching our kids with their friends? What are you noticing? Like what are you noticing? We're like this is always something that they're doing together or hey, we never did this back then. You know, so like okay. what do you notice? What do you most notice? Well,
1: first things first, when I was a kid that you don't call it a play date. What you're like you, you don't you going don't call over
0: it. to so and so. Yeah, place? you're like,
1: hey, can he come over? Oh, okay. That's what you call it. Or a sleepover. you know, Okay. I, I must have done a sleepover pretty much every weekend. I love sleepovers. They were the best. They were the best. And one friend that we we would invite over, he had like a Nintendo and then he had a Super Nintendo. So he'd bring all the stuff with him. Wow. He brought it to your yeah, house? Yeah, he brought it, hooked it all up because he was like one of those people and that was super smart with all the buttons and stuff. Yeah. And then we would just watch him play. And we would try to play, but of course, there's so many buttons on those machines, you know. Um. And that was kind of cool, you know, and that kid was cool because, you know, he brought the stuff Mm -hmm. and then we just watched him play and he was like, you know, up in his levels and stuff at somebody else's house. He got to stay up later than if he was at his own house. So, I mean, (laughs) I think that was kind of neat. I used to go over one family's house and they had an entire cabinet, like a walk-in, like closet, like full of cabinets Uh of all snack food. Oh, it was amazing it was awesome and you go over there and they had they had everything anything you could imagine it was like a grocery store in that little space I that bet they, they had. had
0: name brand Lucky Charms at that house they had
1: everything in there yeah. they had ding-dongs and cupcakes and they had donuts you know Twizzlers any kind of food that you could think of and it was the kids weren't even they weren't chubby at all I mean they weren't <laughs> Right? Because you think you would be a little bit...
0: When they had full you know, access. A little yeah. bit over,
1: yeah. you know, engorged, but no. So, but yeah. Okay. Let's get back to the question here. Yeah. So the question is, what do I, do we notice that's different? Okay.
0: Yeah. What's different and what's similar?
1: Well, our kids are very hospitable, I think. So I think that's a, a similarity. Um, at least, again, and I'm just speaking for myself. Uh, I think the kids are... I think, a little more picky eaters, though. Mm. Uh, So I've noticed that. And, you know, to some regards, you know, with our son with food allergies, in some cases, they have to be. But, you know, I think some of the friends that uh, our kids have over are are very selective of what they like and what they don't. Mm. And to their credit, you know, they're like, oh, I don't like that. But, you know, I just don't ever remember being like, hey... I don't really eat chicken. Can you make yeah, me you like a hamburger? Yeah, you would just take a couple bites. Yeah, you would just take it. a couple yeah, bites. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah that yeah. is different. So I think yeah. that's a little different because kids are a little more bold. And yeah. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, you they know? found their voice. But also it's, it's definitely a, a different, mm-hmm. uh, different thing. Mm, uh, also think that um, when Lawson has his friends over, they are nonstop. All like sports go. go. It's yeah. from game to game to game to game to game to sit on the couch watching a game, <laughs> yeah. then to get up to go play a game, <laughs> to talk about the game.
0: That's so true. And then as they
1: start winding down, it's discussing tomorrow's games. So yeah. it's all about, you know, games. It's
0: nonstop yeah. sports. That's so true. With
1: our daughter, it's it's depends on what friend she has over, mm-hmm. but it's more creative. We're going to make this and we're going to make these bracelets and we're going to make this, you know, she has a little camera that can record videos on it. So um, we're going to make videos and we're going to, you know, draw drawings and we're going to make cards for the homeless. I mean, she's always doing something creative. Um, But her, you know, it depends again on what friend, but there's one particular friend. They just sit in in her room and just giggle. (laughs) They'll just laugh for three straight hours. And I'm like, what? are you <laughs> laughing at? What's so funny? And yes. then you walk in and they're they're giggling.
0: They're like making up a little skit. Yeah, or it's, like, like, so, it's always something creative. Yeah. And I
1: don't know if, if this is a girl-boy thing. I don't know. But you know what it does is it makes our kids happy yeah. when they have somebody else there. And because we live in a neighborhood where there are no other kids. Yeah. There's
0: no other kids in our neighborhood. There's a baby. But that's it. Okay. Yeah. But you can't play they basketball can't play with a baby. It. No, they can't. Um, I mean, let's hope not.
1: Yeah. So, you know, like, so yeah, what about you? What have you noticed?
0: So um, snack time is very important, is a consistency. I think, um, you know, there might be some dads out there who rock the snack time, but I take pride in trying to wrap up a little like snack board for these kids. Kind of kid charcuterie, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was a kid, I don't really remember other moms like if not, I'm wooing the bad I'm not saying you woo a guest kid but you know I don't going out of their way I don't remember another mom and there might there's ooh. I take it back I remember a couple moms but I don't remember it being like a big thing like okay like in my head I'm like okay I've got to have like some fruits I got to have some crunchy stuff I've got to have like some carrot sticks in there maybe you know I try to have like a well-balanced snack that's still kind of fun where you throw in some goldfish crackers or something you know I try to me that that's a thing, but here's what is consistent: whether they were healthy or non healthy, snack time's always a big deal. It's always a big deal. I mean, you gotta, like you said, whether you're raiding your friend's pantry when you were a kid. When I was younger, I do remember one of my best friends. Her mom was a wicked baker, and I'd always have really good treats at her house. So I think that's consistent. What I notice um, now versus then is I think depending on the kid. I feel like like maybe as parents we check in a little bit more yeah, on our kids we do that I don't remember ever really I mean maybe like once but let's say when I was a kid I had a friend over for like three or four hours I don't remember my mom being like hey girls are you okay or like would you like a glass of water so and so and no thanks I'm good you know nope I don't remember that my mom was probably like Doing chores the whole time and watching all my children, you know, when she got a chance, like <laughs> that's probably what was going on. She, or, you know, she's busy, I don't know, cutting the grass or doing something. And now I do. I like to take pictures of them while they're hanging out for memories, because when you're like, you know, 18, you're going to be like, oh, remember when you used to hang out with so-and-so and you would play soccer, or you'd make bracelets or. So I am the I will get multiple pictures while our kids have a friend over. I am that mom. I do that.
1: And you probably are checking in with the mom of oh, the yeah. other kid oh, all absolutely. the time, too. Like, this is what they're doing now. Yep. And I text
0: pictures. Yeah. And, you know, I don't maybe that's more uniquely me because I have like when they go over to some of these other kids houses. Well, especially a mom who has like a gazillion kids. She don't have time to do that, you know. Um, but for me, I love being like, oh, look here. They just played basketball. Like, here's a picture. I don't know. I think the differences are, are similar in many ways, but I think that um, being more mindful of food allergies, picky eaters, nutritious foods, checking in multiple times and in our house, our kids aren't sitting on devices. That's one big thing that I say is like, hey, guys, you no, know, while your friends are here, you are not saying, can we sit and play on my tablet together? Heck No. Like you have a friend, go outside and like, yeah. go play, go in the basement, come up with something fun. So I don't know. I think there will always be imaginary play. I think there will always be board games. I do think there's a little bit of a change over time. And and like you said, I think kids are, are definitely more keen to be like, you know, we've had kids flat out who go, oh, I don't eat chicken. And you're like, okay, buddy. So you don't eat chicken. Well, what can I, what can I feed you? What, what are you usually like? Um, do you have any mac and cheese? yeah, I have some. Can I have that? Yeah, sure. And then we go then to Mr. Like, Jones's yeah. house and we borrow
1: <laughs> the stuff to make the mac and right, cheese, right. not putting in all of the cheese because it's there a little too cheesy.
0: And you brought it for full circle. But yeah, I don't know. I've just seen our kids play with their friends lately and it made me think like, huh, well, I, know, I know what was different. One
1: thing that's different is mm. that when I had a friend over, we got on our bikes and we just, we were gone. Mm. We were gone. We went to the woods and built a fort and <laughs> You know, went into an abandoned house and, oh and you, know, you know, caught a fish and, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's what you do all day. And you come back eight hours later, you drink out of the hose before you go into the house
0: (laughs) because that's what you do.
1: And, you know, we didn't have deodorant back then. So I can imagine how that even we even smelled. You know, we washed our hands. We ate. And then we said, hey, well, can Timmy spend the night? night? That that was always, well, well, they're already here. I mean, right. Then you call Timmy's mom and Timmy's like, yeah, no problem. I'll run over (laughs) clothes or no, no, no. He can just borrow (laughs) Borrow mine. You know, yeah. He can sleep in the sleeping bag and, you know, we'll figure out something for brushing his teeth. You know, like, but it's now it's, it's not like that at all. Not,
0: not, and you know, kids, you've said this before, but kids are less likely to have sleepovers. Yeah. yeah. I
1: think, well, just, I read this article the other day of just a lady that just refuses to do it mm-hmm. just because she doesn't trust the other, other families. families. And yeah. I think in some regards, mm-hmm. she has a point.
0: Yeah. I so agree. So you
1: really have to be careful That's right. of where your kid is staying.
0: Right. And, and
1: even then you don't 100% know. You don't. But if you have a really engaged parent, I think, to be honest, the way Julie is, because mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not snapping pictures every 20 mm-hmm. minutes of the kids doing stuff, you know, because I'm trying to get caught up on on stuff too myself. Um, but uh, I think, you know, I think it's you're more likely to be like, OK, well, at least they're doing this and doing that. And mm-hmm. well, they went to bed at this time and yeah. they ate this food. And at least you're kind of like, OK, kind of all right, that mom's treating my son and daughter like they would their own. And I feel good about that.
0: Yeah. I try to do that. I try to be like, what would I want? I would want to know how much, like, did they eat most of their dinner? Yeah, Were they kind? Like, are they using their manners? I always try to remind when, um, you know, kids, parents go back with, you know, that are hanging out with our kids and they go back, I'll be like, Hey, so-and-so man, they're, oh, they're so well behaved. Like what a gracious kid. Or, you know, I just like try to remember to say that or like, Hey, we're so glad that our kid got to hang out with yours, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's true. Like, you know, Dylan's last hangout. It's one of her friends. She doesn't go to school with and she, she just, they, they just adore hanging out and, I just said like, Hey, I'm so glad she had time with your daughter today. Like the hearing those two laugh together. It just brings me joy. Like I'm so glad they had time. Like I
1: said earlier that it's a, if it's a friendship, it requires work.
0: That's right.
1: It requires you to make that time. If you don't go to the same school and you don't live in the same neighborhood and you don't, you know, do the same sports world activities and stuff like that. You have to, you have yeah, to make that time. work at it. Well, it's time to go over our couch crumbs. All
0: right. You want to go first tonight?
1: I am dealing with a little bit of plantar fasciitis. Yeah, you are. It's in not my foot. been
0: fun to watch you deal with that.
1: It's been almost, it's been lingering around for about a week. And I have done everything under the sun. In fact, I'm sitting here looking at uh, my Arnica that I've been putting on, on my feet for, you know, cell repairs and all that good stuff uh, rolling out the foot, stretching, sole inserts on shoes. Uh, I couldn't run last week. I'd skip a, one workout and I had my running coach is what I'm calling him. Running coach, uh, said, man, you got it. If you can get to a bike, you know, and, uh, the guy that's, you know, helping me, you know, with rehab on my foot, he said, no exercise, no exercise. And I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta do something. Cause I can't lose my cardio. So, but anyway, um, yeah, it's been a bummer. I've never had anything like this before. It's not a fun pain only because it's just unknown. I don't know when it's going to come back. I don't know if it's going to come back. I don't know if it's going to affect my race in a couple weeks, which I think is the biggest thing. If it was just normal life, you know, i just take two weeks off, you know, and, you know, work on new shoes or a new posture or something like that. But because there's a race coming up that I've already paid for, that I've always that I've already trained for, that I've already scheduled, that I've already made arrangements to go to, um, and also that I said last week I was going to have a have a personal PR. So, you know, I'm putting that out there, and it's like, oh my gosh, now I got this injury. Am I going to be able to work through that? But I think if it was easy, everybody would do it. So, my couch crumb is it's adversity. However, uh, my prop is adversity. Uh, creates resolve and also mental toughness. So, uh, yeah, that just rolls right in there. Also, I will tell you, my other prop is. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: No, continue. Go can ahead. I? Can I yeah, just yeah. do both? Just go for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All
1: right. I'm just. I'm rolling with it. I'm doing both. I'm doing a. I'm doing a couch crumb and a prop, in the same. That never happens. Um, we've had two date nights in three days.
0: How about that?
1: Two date nights. Two date night dinners. Three days. I have had a lot of Julie time lately, and I'm grateful for that. Thank you. That's all I'm going to say.
0: I love it. You're welcome. Okay. I'll start with my couch crumb. My couch crumb is I have a friend who lives on the West Coast. She is in town for one night only. And it's really, really tricky to live three hours away from the D.C. Baltimore metro area, two and a half, depending on what side of town you're on. And I can't easily zip down the road and back on a day that I work. And that's a little crummy to me. I wish that I could squeeze together the part of Maryland that's just flat and boring in between the mountains. And once you get closer to the city, I've said that before, I would really love to just squish it all together. So, um, yeah, sometimes I struggle with that. Uh, That's something I've dealt with for a long time, but just not being closer to... My downstate people, I would say. Sometimes that's tough. Just the geography of it. That's that's a little crummy. Um, I have certainly gone over many hurdles and just done it. And just taken the drive and do what you got to do. So I've done that many a times. But the, the crumb is, that's always tricky. Um, my prop your feet up this week is similar to Rick's. It's that we always take time to celebrate milestones. That's something and part of our relationship we've always done. And uh, we honor our dating anniversary every year and we were able to do that this week. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that tradition is something that matters to us and doing that is very cool. So, yeah, I just th- that's definitely my prop. That'd be my prop of the week. That that's a positive thing. So, yeah. I've enjoyed that. And also the fact that this February weather has been My kind of weather. Yeah. You could be outside without a coat on in February and there's no snow. And I even walked around without socks and just had like flip-flops on. That's my kind of weather. So good weather in February. It could change by the time um, you may be listening to this. But all in all, I pretty much have enjoyed the warmer February days. I would just like to say that.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. Because we know... It's supposed to get cold next week. I don't want yeah, to tell you. Yeah, I saw it's coming, so, yeah. but it
0: also is supposed to be a little warm. Yeah, too. we got another
1: snowstorm in us. I know.
0: Probably. It. There's probably one more. But yeah. for the time being, I've enjoyed a little bit of uh, the what we call faux spring in Maryland. It's not been real. It's been a little bit of a faux spring before the real spring happens. So.
1: Well, you know what's really happening is we're really coming to an end in episode Four of season wow. two.
0: Yep, isn't that so crazy? Four. This is it, guys. So if you've
1: been with us from the beginning, it's kind of a big deal, and we want to say thank you so much. We also want to say that if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, please do that. Please do that. Okay. It's really let me easy. let me let me let me just break it down to you. They're very necessary for trends and all the algorithms and all that kind of stuff to expand what we what we do here and hopefully if you enjoy it your friends will and their friends will and all that kind of good stuff and hey yeah that's how people in Switzerland found us so you know if you live further away from that from from us than that Um, you know, you probably have found us uh, in some regards that way, too. So feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear some voicemails from people. We'd love for you to rate and review, share the podcast, obviously, and uh, just let us continue to be a light in your world. We'd love that. Right, Julie?
0: Absolutely, guys. Just take a look in the show notes. We make it really, really simple for you to find how to rate and review. We appreciate it. So until next time, we thank you guys for squishing into the couch with us for having another week on the victory couch to celebrate alongside of us. Take a minute and celebrate the victories with those in your world. We will do the same and keep being a light until next week. We'll see you guys later.
1: See you guys. Have a great week. We are Rick and Julie Rando and you've been listening to the victory couch podcast. You can follow The Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on The Victory Couch.